boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Fake and Smile Podcast, Quarantine Edition, episode 87, and we are ready to rock here, hopefully you guys can hear us and see us, and got a nice little new entrance music that I just, uh, went ahead and quieted down so <laughs> as always i'm steve patira joined remotely by my good friend evan shaw mumford all right so again hopefully everyone can see us and hear us <laughs> so um if uh, you want to just post in the comments good audio or whatever uh we'd appreciate that very much as far as for the facebook live end hopefully we are recording the audio for the podcast version <laughs> so hopefully this will work but so we got a few things to go over um the world has changed as we know it and immensely a lot of a lot of different things going on uh we both have been um doing remote things for our churches and we now have to try to meet with our young people remotely um so we're gonna go through that our uh gonna do our normal gospel reading of the day which is hold on matthew 26 14 through 25 our saint of the day is Saint Julia Balleriart. That's fun to say. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Simpsons character. So hopefully this will sound good and look good. You know, it's hard not to look good. My ruggedly (laughs) handsome beard going on. (laughs) But uh, thank you so much for joining us. I just want to start with that. I hope this finds you all well um doing well and um everyone is staying safe and staying inside because uh it's gotten pretty scary um with everything going on so um just hope hoping that this finds everyone well how are you doing evan I'm doing well, and and a special hello to Eva and Jackie and and Karen who have joined us on the Facebook live stream, and Jackie has said hi to us, so hi to you, Jackie as well. But yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm finding myself in a pretty fortunate spot where I am able to work from home. Jen's able to work from home, and we can be comfortable in that setting. So I'm I feel a little guilty in saying that I'm feeling fortunate. But I'm also looking forward to, you know, when when the season passes and then Jen and I and our ministries can get together and and help others that we know are going to be affected by the season that we're in right now. Yeah, that's that's where I am. How about you? That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, I uh, haven't uh, worked at my full time job in three weeks. So that's a a pretty drastic change. Uh, I am blessed enough to work for a large enough company that they continue to pay me while I'm home. Mm. And, uh, I, I know that that's not the case for so many people out there. So I definitely know how blessed I am with that. Um, I've also been able to help, uh, my parish, uh, sacred heart of Bloomfield, 
uh, start doing some live broadcasts for masses and stuff. So mm. that's uh, that's a pretty big deal um, for our parishioners that haven't been able to have our masses and yeah. see Monsignor. and But also knowing it from the priest side too where – you know, they want to be able to bring the Eucharist to the parish. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to interact and be blessed, uh, sharing the blessings of Jesus. And it's kind of, it's a two-part thing where they're blessed to be the pastor of our parish, you know, a priest. And we are blessed to have them, you know. And it's, it's, pretty, um, it's a pretty big struggle for us as parishioners but also for our priests so we need to remember that like this is their calling this is what they yeah. <laughs> really i can't want imagine to do. saying mass to empty pews you know i yeah. can't imagine having that view from the altar where you're delivering mass and you know there are people watching online but it's a weird feeling to just do that and it's just an empty church yeah it um from being behind the camera at uh, Palm Sunday Mass, it was like uh, Monsignor was giving his homily directly to me, <laughs> you know, so it was, um, which I'm sure people who are watching it live, it's kind of the same thing where they're uh, kind of seeing him talk directly to them, you know. Um, so that's that's an interesting thing as well. But um, how have you done as far as keeping in contact with your youth? So uh, I've been reaching out to my peer ministers, texting them individually, just checking and seeing how they're doing, how their family's doing, and staying in the loop. Uh, our our various ministries at our church have been doing that, uh, just in general, reaching out to the older uh, parishioners too, and just seeing how they're doing, if they're going to be needing any assistance just keeping an eye on that. So it's been important for me to do that as well with, with my teenagers. And um, we, we're we still having our youth groups as scheduled, which is very exciting for me because we have at our church our own uh, Zoom account. So we've been having youth groups, and it's been a little bit of a challenge, but a fun challenge trying to rework our games and activities so that they utilize the features of Zoom. So it was funny. I've seen that you've been doing a lot of trivia nights on Facebook. Yeah. And the same week that you started, I was planning our trivia night, high school trivia night for Zoom that following weekend. Oh, so nice. I was like, oh, that's cool. So I was, I was watching and, and taking a few ideas from from what you were doing and some best practices. But our first uh, youth group was that. And then our second youth group, we did Battleship. But we had to redesign it so it wasn't using the board game features of Battleship but we had the grids, the grids up on the screen. So if kids were on their phone or on their laptop, they could see the grids in front of them, and then they could draw an X or a check mark on the grid if they had made a, if they had made a hit or a miss. Oh, interesting. And basically we, yeah. So basically we had the teenagers and the adult volunteers against Evan, and I went in, <laughs> you know, a little hopeful, thinking, oh, I, I think I have a shot at winning this. I had no chance at all. I was I was obliterated pretty quickly, but uh, just just trying to find ways to utilize technology in a simple way so that I would love to use Jackbox games, but I haven't figured out how to do that yet because you need two devices for that, and so I want to keep it pretty basic for the kids that are joining because you don't know the situation. I don't want to 
rule anybody out by making them feel like, oh, yeah, you, you don't have do enough to participate. So so we have a few weeks till our next youth group. So we'll be doing that and planning for that. And for classes, we've been doing pre-recorded work. And so uh, we now have a green screen at our church. So yeah, father's been having fun. That. Yeah, he's been having fun putting graphics behind us and and making it as creative as possible. So we we've been trying to put out some fun content for the teens and our overall thoughts are we were planning on having the youth groups and the classes wrap up right around now end of April early May, but depending on how long the season lasts, we will be flexible with the idea of doing more classes, more engaging work and and youth groups so that our community stays strong. So we'll see. That's awesome. It's uh, it's such a difficult time to get everyone together. I had a yeah. Zoom class uh, this past Sunday and had a decent turnout. Uh, my confirmation class that I'm teaching um, is pretty small in general, but uh, it was good to get in contact with them and see how everyone was doing. Most importantly, I just wanted to check in. Um, it wasn't... Mm-hmm tremendously on lesson um being holy week uh the focus was on of course jesus's sacrifice for us um the other the other part of it was we played some games uh i had some really cool prizes let's see if i still have one of them here so these are padre pio socks (laughs) And I had um, a pair of St. Pope John Paul II socks. And the mm-hmm. winner of our Catholic trivia game won the St. Pope John Paul II <laughs> uh, socks, which is really awesome. And That's amazing. They're called Sock Religious Sock for those yeah. out at home. Uh, they are not a sponsor because we don't have sponsors. <laughs> we are truly a ministry here. Yeah. <laughs> Working with a ministry budget. <laughs> so um, it was just really cool to get in contact with them and give them something really cool and kind of silly but awesome at the same time prize to go along with it. But also it's still trying to just connect. Um and so I've also been following along with uh, a ministry called Project YM. They have been putting on the like a, they call it the largest youth ministry night in the world, and it's basically the largest internet-based gathering of young people mm-hmm. that's out there for youth ministry. And so if you go to projectym.com you can see what they've been doing. I mean, this past Sunday, they had Father Mike Schmidt as the keynote speaker. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. For those of you who don't know, he does the Ascension Presents videos and homilies every week. He's uh, pretty well known as a Catholic priest and speaker. And uh, I use his videos a lot in class uh, for lessons. And one of them was uh, Prayerful Silence. I used his video for that and it was amazing uh this past week you know his his talk to the young people uh for project ym was awesome about jesus's sacrifice for us what he went through what it means for us as christians to understand what he went through 
And it's a totally different thing uh, with our young people becoming teenagers. You want them to understand on a different level what that means. You know, Jesus sacrificed himself is what they've always seen. You know, God so loved the world that he sent his only son to die for us. But when you start to realize everything that he went through, the scourging, Mm -hmm. the pain, the agony, the struggle, the falling down, standing back up, all that stuff, like just all of that that he did for us puts it in different perspective. And as our young people get older, they can see that and understand it a little differently. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that was, he was the keynote. But there's also games. They play games at the beginning. There's uh, worship music. There's uh, all, all sorts of awesome stuff like that um, that goes into each week. So I wanted to put that out there for any youth ministers cool. or people that are looking for something to to do as a group you could do like a little watch party then do a zoom meeting afterwards or maybe even the next day like on a monday night um get together uh with your young people to kind of go over you know the night before because it does start Mm -hmm. at um 8 p.m so doing a group after that might be a little rough but because they do it at 7 p.m uh central time so now being and how long does it go till normally right around an hour goes right right up until okay sometimes it's a little bit shorter than that but it's not it's nice it's good because you know like i said first parts games then there's also uh youth ministers send in videos uh shouting out to their um their young people that are watching so that's kind of cool too Mm. Awesome. And if, if you're joining with your youth group, are you able to interact with them too? Or is it basically everybody in their own little user login kind of thing isolated? It is kind I'm of isolated. I'm not sure the right word to explain it. Yeah, there's, okay. um, it's kind of, it's, it's very similar uh, to what we're doing here, where there's okay. no way for anyone to interact with us uh, other than a little chat window. And there are youth ministers in Got the it. chat and stuff like that. Um, they have where you can hashtag on Instagram and stuff like that. So it's very mm-hmm. similar to what we do here where you can't really just, you know, pod up and start talking to somebody, <laughs> you know, that'd be a right. little more difficult. Um, Got but, it. but yeah, I mean, it's just a way to try to connect because um, it's really difficult right now. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's difficult to get uh, teenagers to, be present when you're in <laughs> in the same room as them. <laughs> uh, so right. trying to connect and engage uh, remotely is definitely a challenge. Yeah, and, absolutely. Well, for a little engagement here, we just want to say hi to Karen Montmany, who just dropped us a message in the chat on the Facebook Live saying, hi, guys, miss you, and, and we miss you too, Karen. We're looking forward to hanging out with you at church again soon. Awesome. Yeah, it is. It's definitely uh, difficult to just even with friends and family and stuff. We've been, uh, Eva and I um, with Zoe have been trying to stay as isolated as possible. Um, Eva's Eva's parents may come over. They've only come over a couple of times in the three weeks um, that we've been Mm. home. But we they keep their distance, you know, still doing the six feet rule for not 
you know, getting right up to Zoe and Zoe doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do our part. That's the big thing is to try to stay home as much as possible to stay safe, stay healthy. And so, yeah, I mean, I miss my, I miss my parish family um, and mm-hmm. being able to really celebrate mass with Zoe um mm. doing it at home <laughs> is is different <laughs> um yeah i've i only re- have received the eucharist once in the past three weeks and that was this past sunday because i helped live broadcast the mass how about you how have you done with uh receiving the eucharist so it's it's been very very weird not having it um but one thing that's been really fun for me is the last few weeks uh, being that we've been watching the mass online from home, is I've reached out to Jackie's on the live feed with us on on Facebook Live, and being that she's up in New Hampshire, we were still able to attend mass with her, Jen, Jackie, and I, and we ended up doing a Google Hangout where one of us shared the live stream of the mass, wow. and then we were able to watch the mass together. So even though. Uh, we were in separate houses and one of us had to mute our our computer to not have the microphone pick up the echo. Uh, we still felt like we had that community going. We were saying the prayers and singing the songs together. So it was awesome. So we've been doing, Jen and I have been doing that pretty much every week. So it's been a nice touch to still feel like we have community with us as we're doing mass. That's and, an awesome way to do it, man. That's a, thanks. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, to have like a mass hangout that's really cool yeah because it because for me i i can watch the mass live stream on facebook or on our website and it's it works but the the biggest thing that i miss about mass aside from receiving communion and and being there in the church is a community that you have around you of the the community of believers who are praying with you and, and saying prayers together so to be able to have that in some sort of fashion is awesome so yeah, no, that that is that is great. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's also been difficult because even when you're watching mass on TV, you know, and doing the spirit or you know the spiritual communion and the prayer to receive uh, Christ, well, not physically through the Eucharist, but spiritually for to bring in um, the Eucharist is just so different. And yeah. uh, as I've shared in the past, um, when even I got married, I had to take a time where I could not receive the Eucharist. And that was a really big struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that on the other side, it hit me so much harder that receiving mm-hmm. the Eucharist after a time away just really filled me up. Like the joy mm-hmm. and everything, it just like filled me up and it just really helped me this time it just really helped me understand that in the end i'm gonna experience that again i'm gonna get filled i'm going to be just joyfully empowered again and that's what i feel like through the eucharist is that joyful empowerment of receiving Jesus and the Holy Spirit through mm. the Eucharist. And since I know that I can make it, <laughs> you know, 
Um, the weird thing for me is n not having been present in a church on Sunday Oof. to celebrate Mass. Uh, it has been so long since I missed a Sunday in a church. I cannot tell you how long it's been. Yeah. Uh, it has been over 10 years, uh, maybe longer than that, but it's been so long. I can't think of how long ago it was. I can't think of the reason I missed <laughs> that last time. Um, right. So that's the weird thing for me is the fact that I want to go to mass and I can't, you know, like to be present at the church. Uh watching it on TV and stuff uh has been kind of good. It's not it's not like it's been like this miserable experience. I don't want to make it seem like that. It sure. has been a way to say, you know what, we're still celebrating together and I know along with myself hundreds of other people are watching the same thing that I'm watching. So there is a little solace in that. But right. the big thing that most people miss is music. Have the masses mm -hmm. you've watched, have they had music with them? Yeah, we've had a cantor, a guitarist, and our organist with us. And I don't believe the organist played the organ, but she at least plays the piano. So we've had music performed along with us at, at mass. That's awesome, because so. I know some parishes, they have not um, been playing music. They just had a very stripped down daily masses mm. and weekend masses. So that's good. Uh, at Sacred Heart this past weekend for our first live streaming mass, we did have our organist um, playing. And uh, that, you know, music is a big part of celebrating, you know. Amen. Speaking of music. Yes. What do you got I was, on music? I was <laughs> waiting for that transition. I saw it coming. So uh, it's been a while since we've had a music update. So we're going to look at what came out last week along with this week. So if you're into uh, Dave Barnes, he was the one that originally recorded God Gave Me You. He just came out with a new project, which is called Dreaming in Electric Blue. He's an independent artist, so if you're able to check that out on Spotify or purchase the album, I'm, I'm sure he'll appreciate that. A lot of our artists will. Uh, if you like Passion, uh, that's the uh, worship conference down in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. They just put out their latest uh, live album called Roar, which is from the Passion Conference 2020. And then uh, if you like Christian hip-hop, Gavi just released his latest album. Uh, well, actually, he'll be releasing this on Friday, and it is called Heathen. So uh, all pretty good projects. I, we got to see Gavi at Soul Fest last year, and it, just an incredible performance. So if you get a chance to check that out, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. That's awesome. Yeah. So how, have you seen any like of the live um... – like concerts people are having from home? My Instagram uh, stories have been blowing up with live performances. So it's often <laughs> a little bit overwhelming, but I did get to check out uh, a couple of them. Probably my favorite one was Keith Urban. I've seen a few of the, the worship performers and the Christian bands for King Country did a half hour show that was absolutely amazing. Um, but one of the one of my favorites, I think, was Keith Urban, because he was just doing an all request show and 
at one point his wife um, ended up popping on the live live feed because she was serving as as his roadie. So it was it was funny seeing the the husband and wife dynamic on that. Um, but funny. yeah, fourteen cool. countries was really really impressive because all their band members were in their houses across Nashville, Tennessee, but they were able to just like what we are doing, live stream their performance and also broadcast it to SiriusXM and have all these resources working with them to get this out on Facebook Live. How did they get the timing and stuff down? I don't know because I was watching it going, the whole time I was watching it, being on the side of broadcasting that I've been able to witness, I was was sitting there going, is this taped live and being broadcast back as a live format or is this truly live? And I couldn't, I couldn't tell. It was so well done. It could very well have been live. But it was interesting to see how they were doing it and go, how was there no delay between all the band members watching it in each of their houses and being able to file, follow along with their instruments and keep it all tight and in unison? Yeah, that's so, so crazy to be able to do that. Yeah. Because, if it, it, I mean, even just trying to pray with, you know, my young people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're saying they are Father and they're all at slightly different rhythms. Yeah. And you end up muting your sound so that you can go and not stumble. Yeah. yeah. But there's, there's technology out there that does make it absolutely wild in being able to do that in live time almost exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> Awesome. It's not. It's not cheap. It's not cheap equipment. I can say that. Yeah. No. I. That. Trust me. As as someone who just recently bought a new laptop because I couldn't handle the live streaming of right. my old one. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought what's considered an inexpensive laptop. <laughs> um. All right. So we can go to our uh, saint of the day, which it's a fun is, one. St. Julia Billiard. She is foundress of sister of the Sisters of Notre Dame, Maria Rose Julia Billiard. Uh, was born in France, uh, took vows at a young age, and worked so hard for the poor that she collapsed and was essentially paralyzed. Uh until the year 1804 when she was miraculously cured. How cool is that? Wow. That she gave of herself so much that she, her body just gave up on her and then received this amazing uh, miracle to yeah. just be back on her feet. <laughs> wow. So that uh, St. Julia Billiard our saint of the day. Excellent. And on to our Bible reading. Bible reading. Got my physical Bible here. <laughs> I got my digital Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And all right. So again, gospel, Matthew 26, 14 through 25. One of the 12 who was called Judas went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? They paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that, 
time on, he looked for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples approached Jesus and said, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him. The teacher says, My, appoint, my appointed time draws near. If in your house I shall celebrate the Passover with my disciples. The disciples then did as Jesus had ordered and prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. They began to say to him one after another, Surely it is not I, Lord. He said in reply, He who has dipped his hand into the dish with me is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes as it is written of him, by woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. Then Judas, his betrayer, said in reply, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. He answered, You have said so. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, Throughout that whole thing, Jesus knows exactly who is going to betray mm -hmm. him. And he does nothing to stop it. Yeah. Because he knows that it is his purpose, his calling, what he was sent here to do as truly God and truly man, the son of the father. Like, just knows it. Like, here, this is what's going to happen. I know it. I have to be okay with it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, and it's that part where you wonder, like, knowing that he knows, was the man part of him afraid? Mm -hmm. You know, because he's both truly man and truly God. Was was the human part of him afraid? Mm -hmm. That's what always sticks out to me, you know, like. Because I know I would be like, man, <laughs> really got to do this. <laughs> or like, how about the, how about the man part of him? Like, was there any inkling of anger towards Judas? Yeah. Probably not because he's God, you know, but <laughs> yeah. Just those questions that come in as I read that. Mm -hmm. What comes up for you? So what I love about the Bible that I have is it has little footnotes at the bottom that explains more of the context or questions that come from the reading. And there's one that, that comes out of this section that says, why would Jesus want to betray Jesus? Why, well, sorry. Why would <laughs> Judas want to betray Jesus? Which, you know, I never really thought of, but it says Judas, like the other disciples, expected Jesus to start a political rebellion and overthrow Rome. As treasurer, Judas certainly assumed, as did the other disciples, as it was explained in Mark 10, 35 through 37, that he would be given an important position in Jesus's new government. But when Jesus praised Mary by pouring out perfume worth a year's salary— Judas may have realized that Jesus' kingdom was not physical or political, but spiritual. 
Judas's greedy desire for money and status could not be realized if he followed Jesus, so he betrayed Jesus in exchange for money and favor from the religious leaders. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. That's uh, wow. That's that's so a neat neat perspective that I wouldn't have I've thought of, but just just interesting context to that and and heavy too. Yes, certainly heavy. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, you know, this being Holy Week, just uh, understanding the what laid ahead of Jesus, and again, yeah, why would Judas betray him? And then to find out, it's like, well, the only reason he hung around was for status, and that's yeah. interesting. It's interesting how much uh, we. Um, value status mm-hmm. in this world and how little it actually matters, you know? Well, I saw a quote recently where, and I forget where I saw it. I'm going to be paraphrasing it because it's been a while. But the person essentially said, we spend so much time trying to create a really, really impressive social media presence, social media profile but we don't spend as much time as we should trying to live a pleasing life for God. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that ties into what we're discussing here with Judas and, and how we can get caught up in that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's just how, how important is the status in which you live uh, Mm -hmm. versus the ability to to live your life for others, you know, mm-hmm. and you know what's our goal? What's our goal? To amass as much stuff or to truly live a righteous life? Yeah. So, uh, what you got for news of the weird? So the news, the weird news story we have is coming from Canada, and mm-hmm. it's about a man who's trying to set a Guinness World Record. Which normally happens when you know you're you're uh, in Canada trying to make the news, <laughs> and what ended up happening is he's looking to fly the kite at a height of twenty thousand feet. Oh, so he has yeah. to seek approval from the federal government because that's going to be in the range of air travel. So this is from British Columbia. He's he's planning to attempt his feat at the, I think it's the Kaw Lake lookout this year, but it says he has uh, thus been unable so So. Oh, hold on. I just messed up. His quote in the article says, I want, he says, I want the record for Canada. I've lived here for 45 years. I am a Canadian and I am proud of it. (laughs) So to show his pride, he wants to, fly a kite at 20,000 feet. <laughs> Sorry for those watching on Facebook Live. I made Evan <laughs> small. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm seeing that now on my phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to... <laughs> was that what I was supposed to look like as, as the kite going off in the distance? Yeah. Could you imagine trying to fly a kite at 20,000 feet? It gets to a certain height with the wind where... You know, maybe, uh, I don't know how many feet, maybe 20 feet, maybe 60 feet. 
it starts to get a little out of control, you know, and you really have to put your back into it to hold on. Yeah. 20,000 feet? What are you going to tether it to? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, but those of you who are watching on Facebook and listening to the podcast version can hear this new jazzy music. We're getting drowned out. Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> can hear this new, <laughs> this new uh, free music I got going on, <laughs> which means that it's it's time for us to uh, wrap up. Uh, our podcast, uh, our live stream. Uh, I can't say thank you enough to Evan for jumping on, doing this virtually, and uh, to those of you who watch on Facebook Live. Hopefully, I'll be able to upload this to uh, our website. Um, but Evan, you got anything? Happy Easter. Have an awesome Holy Week and Tritium, and we cannot wait to see you guys in person, and we love you guys very much. And thank you to everybody who hung out with us on Facebook. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, Triduum, by the way, one of my favorite Catholic words. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously, enjoy your Holy Week. Stay safe. I know it's really tempting to uh, have a large Easter gathering, but uh, um, celebrate it safely. Uh, remember why we're doing this. It's not about you as the individual. It's about us all together think about the world as a whole, all of our brothers and sisters out there. So uh, stay safe, enjoy Holy Week, you know, stay home.